I'm just going to start recording now because I think that's a good idea. No, no, so, no, no, yeah, no. because because you need to get used to the fact that I'm going to have this in my hand. No, I'm not at all phrased by that. All right, okay. I'm, I'm, so I'm going to start recording this now because you never know when you're going to say something, some bomb mo, Jason, some little gem that will delight everyone. You never know when that's going to be. No, right. it's not going to be now. It's that's <laughs> when we get Oh, that's later, is it? And stuff <laughs> I know next to nothing about wine, and I want you to educate my palate. Long that's, pause. That's fine, but um, we'll do all that in a minute. Switch it off. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll ask you, then I'll get the wine, and I want to finish my cup of tea, and then we'll right. pause that now. I'll get the wine, and we'll go back out. <laughs> I want, really want you to encourage me to taste things in this wine that I never knew were there. Adventures in Wine. I'm David Chandler and he is Jason Yap. Both going to taste the wine. We're going to do red and white Crozet Emmentage from Domaine Alain Grier. One of um, our favourite estates on the Chassis Plateau between pont les and tarn le I suggest without further ado we, we get something in a glass. That's the best way to approach. I think that's a damn good idea. 2015 vintage of the Grio family's white Crozet Massage. So 2015, a great vintage throughout France, particularly in the Rhone. And this is a blend of Marsan, 80% Marsan and 20% Roussan. And we're going to get the cracking of the screw cap. That's exactly what you're going to get. And um, very much ahead of his time. It's rare still for classic French wines to be bottled under screw cap. They don't tend to like it. The French sommeliers tend to be, I'm generalizing here, you know, small C conservative. And half this wine is sold to restaurants, but anyway, it's all bottled under screw cap. And the first thing we do is you agitate the wine in the glass a little bit, mm-hmm. get it, have a good... Giving it a swirl around, a good giving it a smell sniff. It. And what you get there is classic white stone fruit, peaches, apricots, really reflecting the, the, the fruit that was grown on that terroir historically. It was an important fruit-growing region. You know, I can't and, believe um, that, but I'm actually getting apricots. I yeah, never thought I was capable of getting... Uh, uh, well, that's an auto-suggestion for you. But, uh, <laughs> um, but very attractive, clean, peachy scents. Those, those white peaches, really. And then, then what we do is, of course, take a sip and draw a bit of air through. So. work that around the, the palate a bit. That's why I love this wine. It's, it's just got a long, dry, persistent, fruity palate with this very elegant finish. And that's quite hard to do in the Rhone because um, white Rhone varietals tend to lack a bit of natural acidity. And the, what you compensate for that with is glycerin, which gives it a kind of okay. almost saline, almost a salty finish. That's how All you right. get that savory dry finish, which works really well. It's really versatile. So you can happily drink this with just a few olives in, that doesn't r- demand, you know, grand cuisine as an accompaniment, but it will stand up really well to particularly fish. So salmon, right? Uh, any of those sort of Asiatic fish dishes, and poultry, specifically it, really chicken. It and, doesn't have the kind of standard white wine sharpness, does it? It's no, salty rather than sour. Is yes, that, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not got a particularly high acidity, so it's mm. not, if you like, acidity is something you associate, I guess, with, with vinegar at its most extreme. And this is 
fruitier and mellower than that and um, very savoury, very well balanced. You've just got this, this lovely interaction between the fruit and that slightly sort of saline, savoury finish. And yeah. so it's why it's so successful. It's, it's not too ambitiously priced. It's very popular on the restaurant scene. And it's, as Alan says, it's a, it's a wine you feel incentivized to have another sip of and to revisit. And it's made for off-the-back drinking. This Once this wine's released, I mean, it'll age happily for three to five years if it's properly cellared. But it's, it's good to go. You can drink it from the off. I'm certainly feeling very incentivized <laughs> to, drink, to, drink, to drink a little more of that. It's super. Great. Well, Alan would be happy because um, that's his raison d'etre. But mm. what Alan is best known for is this second wine, which is their red. And this is a 2014. Yeah, because the 2015 hasn't been released yet. It's still in vat and barrel. And this is their principal wine in terms of um, uh, the amount produced. 2014 is a really good vintage. Whether in the fullness of time, I strongly suspect that the 2015 may eclipse it. But uh, they've had a good run of vintages in the Rhone Valley more so than elsewhere. This, as you can hear probably, is under cork. And that's highly intentional. The reason you'd want to use a cork as opposed to screw cap for a red wine like this is this is a wine that really can age and you want it to evolve. If you put a red wine under screw cap, it does really limit the extent to which it can develop in the bottle. You can drink it now very easily. I would decant it if I was drinking it now, not because it carries a huge amount of sediment, but just because it would like to get a bit of oxygen to it. But you could happily keep this for up to 10 years. And the really stellar vintages, longer than that, especially if you can get them in large formats. What am I looking for here when well, I get this Well, this is why it jumps out at me in blind tastings because you smell it and it's just got this wonderful, almost pitchy black fruit, sort of stewed black fruit. It's the sort of hedgerow fruit of this time of year, autumnal hedgerow fruit, so sloes and blackberries. It's just got this lovely, brary, almost sort of stewed black fruit quality on the nose, which really carries through onto the palate. Mm. God, that's good. Mm. Um, and that is absolutely bien classique. That is, you couldn't get a more typical Grier wine. And it's, in a way, it's quite good to be tasting a good rather than a great vintage because um, it's so typical. And it's got this lovely plummy fruit, a little bit of spice, and a fresh acidity. The Grier's seldom make blockbusters the wines so approachable so accessible and uh, so it's a little bit dry but fruity at the same time Is yeah that it's, it's all hand harvested fruit they leave a lot of whole bunches they don't de-stem it so you do get some of that you get some green of that freshness right from, yeah, from, yeah from the stalks okay and then it's vinified in principally in used burgundy barrels which help oxygenate it a bit but they keep quite a bit in vat as well and I think that imparts that freshness. For Northern Red Wines, they, they always taste pretty fresh and never too fiercely tannic. You, you never mm-hmm. get too much of that wood. Yeah. If you're being 
sniffy. You may say they were mid-range wines that you know weren't eye-wateringly expensive, and I, I think that's a good thing. Um, I think some of the Northern Rhone has priced itself out of, and it's a supply and demand thing. No, I don't think many vineyards are at fault, um, but it's priced itself out of you know the the white-collar market. Uh, you have to really be super wealthy to be drinking some of those wines on a regular basis, whereas the Grio offering is very accessible, very affordable, and as I think those two wines have just demonstrated, eminently drinkable from the get-go. You can you can enjoy them now, and you can sell them for five years. So ideal for straightforward drinking. What would you pair this with? The red really comes into its own with grilled red meat, mushrooms. You want something with the, those some of those sort of tertiary flavors and which is why it's so again why it's so good at this time of year so small game right uh grilled beef mm-hmm. lots of mushroom dishes and with older examples i think cheese uh that tends to divide people but i i personally think you know mature northern rome syrup is fantastic cheers More adventures in wine at www.yap.co.uk.